a song in your head and it's just like, you're like, this is my jam. This is my jam. So Whitney Houston on this with somebody. Like, how do you not love that song? Like, everybody knows the words. It's like, oh, one dance with somebody. This song's going to be in your head all day now. You're welcome. Anywho, uh, looking at the listeners, I I have a new geographic location. Greece. Hello. Wow. Very excited about that. Really excited about that. Um, speaking about clarity and beautifulness, I tried today the Smart Water Plus. It's called Clarity. So this is the one with ginseng and green tea extract. And I love, 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 love green tea. So vapor distilled water with electrolytes for taste and infused with extracts. Um, I like this. Uh, many moons ago, I actually worked for vitamin water, which is, you know, part of the Smart Water and Glasso company. So yeah, love Smart Water. And I'm loving this clarity. I don't know. There was tangerine. There was lemon. There was something else. I'm trying it again. Hold on. And on first sip, I was like, mm, I don't know. But I'll tell you what it tastes like. If you've ever been to a tea house, right, and you have like a lot of the tea houses that I've been to and one specifically, I love High Society Tea House in Wayne, New Jersey. I love, love, love High Society Tea House. They have, you go there, you get this big pot of tea. And once you get down towards the bottom of the tea, not to say it's watered down because it's 100% not. Their tea is the bomb.com. But they have these teas there that are light and muted for people that don't like that overpowering tea flavor, if you will. So kind of like a white tea meets a green tea and there's this happy medium. That's what the Smart Water Clarity um, tastes like. So it's almost like if someone gave me green tea, but I got down to the bottom of the pot and I'm not saying like the leaves are at the bottom of the pot. I hope they're not at the bottom of the pot, but it's just like the end of it and it's more muted. That's what it tastes like. It's actually really good. It reminds me of also, um, I love Arizona green tea. So, um, if you watered it down, it tastes like that. Uh, love it. Love it. I think it was like a dollar 58. I picked up at Walmart. I just happened to see it. I'm trying to see what does it say? Oh, no, never mind. I was trying to read them. But yeah, so today, as promised as last week, I wanted to talk about mom and pop authors. And obviously, the reason why I was bringing that up was because I am going to get my book more attention, the attention it needs. Like, what am I doing? Why am I not pushing it out there? That's so silly of me not to do it. So I want to talk about my book and then I mentioned I would talk about um, Kathy's book. Kathy was on the podcast a while ago during COVID, I believe it was. Uh, well, I don't want to say during COVID because it's still happening, but in the beginning of the pandemic. And we spoke about her book and how it was one of those things, very similar story, how she just she just wrote it and it just poured out. I want to talk about the process of writing a book. I want to talk about everything that I went through that I can speak of. Obviously, you can go back and check out Kathy's podcast episode that she recorded with me to hear more about her. Um, it was it was such it was refreshing because Kathy and I go way back. We go high school way back, and you know you meet people in high school. And I didn't go to elementary school with Kathy, so it wasn't like we stemmed from that far down, but. 
I remember Kathy as very smart, very intelligent. And I definitely was like, yeah, she'll write a book one day. Like she's someone that's going to write a book. And (laughs) ta-da, she did. But her and I also discussed some of the things that when writing a book, you have to think about and the process. So I'm going to take it from my perspective. And I'm going to say one of the best things that I always say to someone who's interested in writing a book or is a great writer, um, even kind of if you're a songwriter, you have to like you need to be your own PR company. You need to be your own uh, hype man. You need to be your own best critic because if it's not out there, and you're not putting it out there, it's not going to go anywhere. And that's, and I, you know, my husband tells me that all this time. And I do know that that's partially my fault because I said, you know, it's weird when I was reading my book on the podcast, then all of a sudden all these sales came out of nowhere. And it's because I put it out there. I put it in the universe. That's what I always say, put it in the universe. So for me, if you aren't familiar with my book, and I'll give you another snippet this week as well, my book um, I wrote back in 2013. And in 2013, I went through not only turning 30 years old, but I tore my ACL. And you're probably thinking like, oh, rough year. No, no, it gets better, friends, a divorce, right? Now, for me, when I used to – when it was still like fresh, I never wanted to talk about that. And I think because everyone thinks that – and still to this day, like, oh, my God, she went through a divorce. He went through a divorce. They went through a divorce. No, they're bad. And it's like, no, not really. You know, things happen in life. Now, obviously for me, it was blindsided. Did not see it coming. Did not see it coming. Was like, wait, what? And I just remember everything, the emotions, everything that happened. So I from high school, I was a journaler. I would always journal. I have diaries. I think I re- I'm, I'm kind of mad at myself. I'm pretty sure I threw out my diaries and I should have kept them because those could have been epic books. Like, you know, dear diary, I'm an adult now. Let's talk about the past. It's mm, actually a good title. <laughs> I'm currently copywriting that right now. <laughs> so if I decide to use that, But I would write everything from putting my name in hearts with the boy I was in love with or, you know, thought I was in love with, you know, when you're in sixth grade and you're like, I love you, like, you know, silly things like that, like, I'm going to marry you, like, Mrs. So-and-so, and and you just, like, put little hearts and everything. And then you look back and you're like, woof. I I remember writing – when I was in elementary school, I really liked this boy and I wanted to kiss him. And for me, like kissing him on the cheek, I was like, oh my God. So what I what we did in school is I was like, hey, guys, this is like we don't get in trouble. We could pretend to tell them a secret and then we cover our face to tell them a secret. We can kiss him on the cheek. And that was our way of going about it. Now, that is like something so cute to put in a book. So I don't know. It might be. I do have my other book in the works and that's something I'm working on. But for right now, um, yeah. So again, I journaled. I I always I was always writing things. You know, then I had my blog. But then when this happened to me, and I think this is sometimes where you get your best ideas. When this happened to me, everything was just like a rush. And the only thing that was keeping me afloat was journaling and writing it. 
Now, I remember I started handwriting this and I was like, wait a second, what am I doing? Because if I do eventually want to type this up, whatever. So I grabbed my my computer and I just, my Mac, and I just started typing and typing and typing. And eventually what I didn't know is I was creating what one day would be the book. I made things raw, um, unedited in a sense of the true details and everything that I felt. Now, I was trying to think about how can I title this? So I remember as a kid, we would always play dress up and I never had a crown, you know, like, you know, you want to be like a princess or whatever. So what I would do is, and it's funny, it's on the book cover, I would take paper bags and I would cut them and just put it into a crown. And I was like, oh my God, I am a paper bag princess. Like I never got the chance to truly be a princess. Like I never got that real crown. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be paper bag princess. So Lone Holds became the name of the title. That's where it came from because as a kid dressing up, that's all we did. And when you get older, you want to, you know, I'm air quoting, marry that prince or marry that princess. And you essentially would get your, you know, your happily ever after and your crown. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> I'm paper bag princessing it over here. But I was okay with that. I was okay with that. So it was a long process because the book didn't get published till 2015 because you figure I, it took me a year to write it. So I wrote the book, then I, you know, editing process and going back and forth and then um, pictures and photography and all that stuff. Um, it's so funny because I look on the picture I took for the cover and it's supposed to be messy, like my hairs and my face. Um I think, yeah, there's like a leaf that got stuck in my stiletto heel. Like I'm literally pointing everything out. I'm on a park bench. It's just, it was one of those things that, I don't know. I just, I wanted to be perfect, but it wasn't perfect. And then I do have on the back of the picture was just me. My favorite picture though, I'm not going to lie, is on page 63. Now I'm going to talk about that in one second. It's just, I'm pretending that I'm posing with somebody and my hands around them and I'm kissing, but it's me, myself, and I. <laughs> so now the other flip side on this book, before I get into the nitty gritty of writing a book was, <laughs> wait, there's another picture I'll talk about in a second, was that because I never intended it to be published, and after I wrote everything, it was, it's only, um, how many pages is it? Hold on. Let me see. It's only 63 pages of reading. I know. And so many people were like, wait, what? Like you're not writing more. And you know, it wasn't that I didn't want to write more, but there was no intention of it being a book. It was just a journal writing. So, I mean, do I wish I wrote more? Yes. Um, I probably should, should have chose a smaller book. This was kind of larger, but for the sole purpose of what it was. And then <laughs> if you look on the last page, it says hashtag blessed. I mean, if you know, you know, <laughs> if you know, you know, and that's where in the end I throw up my um, paper crown because essentially the finalization of this book was when I had met my husband now and I knew things were going to turn around. So, you know, but I'm, I mean, it is, it's probably one of the most rewarding things. It's definitely a bucket list because I did want 
to be a published author. I always said I wanted to be one. You know, when I was blogging, that was kind of one of the goals. Like this is what I want to do. And to put out a book, I, I don't think um, – I don't think it was – I don't want to say it wasn't hard because I love to write. I mean, you know, I do love to write, but it was definitely something that I enjoyed doing. You don't have to go with publishers. You can self-publish. I want to say that Amazon offers like self-publishing. The only perk to working with a publisher is that they definitely help get the book out there. Um, my book's on walmart.com. It's on amazon.com, barnesandnobles.com. So they do help push that out there for you. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it really is – it's something that I can take with me for the rest of my life and say, yep, I did this. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm just reading things. Oh, my book is printed on acid-free paper. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm just like really like I, I, I look at my book and so let me read you the 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 back cover so you kind of get an idea and then we'll talk about the process. So my book, here we go. Disney was best noted as being the man who instilled the happily ever after into all little girls' minds while growing up. Not only did he lie, but totally confused the heck out of Mia. When Mia met Ross, she thought nothing of his future lawyer title or the pink shirt he so proudly wore. A future lawyer was something she wasn't interested in, but his numerous attempts for her attention were adding up. A 48-hour date later and a few years in the bag brought marriage, a home, and happiness. As Mia presents her skewed version of Disney's Happily Ever After, she also shares the truth behind her true Prince Charming and how regardless of one's faith, people will do anything, even if living in a glass house. Not afraid to voice her opinion or be honest or the honest truth, Mia points out that true love is not dating her husband nor committing adultery with him while her ring is still on her finger. Man. Um, so a little about me. I'm an accomplished Jill of all trades as well as a proud educator in New Jersey. Growing up minus the silver spoon in her mouth, she still enjoyed all the riches in her life with a fabulous family, awesome friends, and countless classic blonde moments, making her the tart she was born to be. Mm. I don't know why I just did that. <laughs> it was like my music. <laughs> um, so for those of you who don't know, my maiden name, is, so it's Dina L. Tart. That's why the book is under that. Um, yes, my grandfather invented Pop-Tarts. We're not going to talk about that because then people just want to be my friends. But if you didn't understand the Tart air quoting in there, the story slogan that we went with was um, a – sour and a sweet girl with a sour ending. So that's where that came from. I don't know why I didn't write that on the back. That stinks. That really stinks. So let's talk about the process, right? So you want to write a book. Just start writing. Um, however, have something in mind, first and foremost, who's your audience? Because there's a couple of reasons as to why. If you want to write a children's book, your audience is going to be very different from if you want it to be like teen or if you want it to be adult. Obviously, you have to remember the verbiage you use, the language you use, and also the context, how in-depth the context are you writing. You're not going to write a children's book and then write in an adult manner to where they can't understand the supercalifragilisticexpialidocious words that you're using. 
Um, the other thing too is have something in mind of a time frame. Is this present? Is this past? Is there future? Because that's also going to be, and I know, I know everyone's like, oh, this is going to be the part stinks. Think about your writing skills. If you're going to make it a future book, you know, watch your writing. Yes, this is where, remember you said school doesn't help me with anything. This is where that grammar class, that English class is definitely going to pay off because you want to make sure because I will tell you, it'll be less on the editing uh, side of it all than anything. Because I know when it comes to commas and, you know, using the term there, like if you are just someone that's like, ah, whatever, I'll let the editing do it. Not only is the editing going to be a little pricey for you, but um, it's going to take a long process for that editing to happen. Other things I personally, I think about visuals um, that could help me write. So I was trying to pull up like past pictures and remember different parts of my life. Now, obviously, the reason for me that everything was so clear was because, and this is, it's weird how this happens because if you think about singer-songwriters, this was a time in my life that I was completely just in a dark place. Um, singers, songwriters sometimes write their best songs when they're breaking up in a relationship or they're starting a new relationship. So when you have those real highs or those real lows, sometimes that's where your best work comes from. And I'm not saying go break up with the one you love <laughs> because you need to get like some inspiration, but definitely think about those moments in your life that may have brought a change. If anyone loves anything, they need something that's going to be a constant cliffhanger. That's where writing is sometimes hard because if you're just writing to write, it might not be enticing to someone. I mean, I'm sure someone will like your type of writing, but people love to read about your ups, your downs. They want to relate to your book. So here was the thing that I didn't think about. I never had the intention of making my book uh, a self-help book with relationships and divorce. And when people were reviewing my books, that's what they were saying, like, I or, or messaging me, this was a self-help book. Um, I thought I was the only one going through divorce. People think that divorces are taboo. People think divorces are horrible. I no longer feel like a bad person. And I think that was the most touching part of this book because I – didn't think of it in that manner. I didn't think that this was going to help other people. It was just me journaling, writing, and ta-da, here's a book. So yeah, and how if you think about in ways that it'll be really helpful, I mean, I guess. And then um, Mia. So the funny thing about Mia is Mia was always the name that if I had a little girl, I would want to name my little girl. So obviously when you get married, you think about kids and you think about names. And Mia was always the girl's name I wanted. Uh, my grandmother's name who passed, Rose. I Oh my God. My grandma Rose. She was the grandma that when she cooked, your heart melted. When she hugged you, your heart melted. When she like she gave you a kiss, she was the grandmother that like, like smushed your cheek, but it was so soft and it made such a loud noise. But it was just like, it was so loving. It was perfect. So I always said I would want my future daughter, if I had a daughter's middle name. Hence, my daughter, Mia Rose, who was born last year. And that was why I used the name Mia in my book. 
um, even though I had no idea I was going to have a little girl. Because remember, I wrote this book in 2013. So I had no idea I was having a little girl. When we did the, when we found out we were pregnant with my son, we were like, okay, well, if it's a boy, this is the name. If it's a girl, this is the name. So obviously we had the names picked, but you know, I had a little boy and I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden we had a little girl and I'm like, whoa. (laughs) So I guess everything worked out. But I will say one of the things is if you're not sure about your writing, one thing that I used to do is I would have on the blog a Dear Diary column. And I kind of want to bring that back because now that the blog is more lifestyle, I I want to involve more of the readers. I'm curious to what the readers think. I'm, you know, I used to get these anonymous emails and then I would publish them with obviously <laughs> with their permission, but putting other aspects out there from what works, what doesn't. And that's kind of also where the podcast for Pano and Life came in because I feel like there's so many things that I have done that I could be helpful in a, you know, aspect like when I talked about divorce and how to four point on your life. And now, you know, people were interested, well, how do you write a book? Because for me too, like I was researching, I had no idea. It's not like there's, you know, something on the internet. Like if you Google, how do you write a book? And it's so straightforward. There's all this and then that, and, and, and they don't give you the nitty gritty. Like you might be writing for a year and a half to two years. Then you go into the editing process. Then you have to do pictures and then you have to go back into the editing. And then you, there's a lot of stuff in between. So coming from just a mom and pop published author, that's what I was like, I have to speak about that. Hence why I had Kathy on the podcast because it was another perspective. Like how do you foreplay in life and write a book? People are just like, oh my God, how did you do that? And honestly, it was – it was <laughs> for me, the writing part was easy, but it was then, oh, I'm going to put this out in the universe and oh, it's going to be for purchase and oh, people are going to buy it and – then that's when it really starts to hit and you're like, oh, okay. Um, I laugh at myself too because I – for chapter 13, I titled it Grace Guys, but I it spelled it G-R-A-Y and I'm always a fan of the G-R-E-Y. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see. I read the last chapter last week. Um, I think I'll do – let's see. Let's do chapter – is it 16? Yeah, let's do chapter 16 as if I went backwards. So I'll give you another little tidbit of my book, Paperback Princess. Again, you can get this on Amazon.com, BarnesandNobles.com, Walmart.com. There are other locations if you just Google it. Again, it's Paperback Princess and Dina L. Tart is the author, <clears throat> myself. So another little dip into the book. It's chapter 16. It's titled Liar, Liar, Your Black Heart is on Fire. Hmm. Only a few more hours of grading papers and I truly must get to sleep. Full week ahead, lesson plans completed, and life has been pretty rewarding thus far. Mia, Dottie's on the phone, yelled my mother. I was trying to figure out what this was all about, but I already had somewhat of an idea. Usually when I hear from Dottie, it is either bills or the mortgage that Ross and I share or it's about his wife-to-be. In the past, I had to contact Dottie about bills, and in the past, she had to contact me because Crazy Pants was complaining how I was attacking attacking her on social media. Now, the first question I would ask her is as to why she's even looking at my social media. Stop being so vain because you are not that special to me. Unless she somehow believes my yoga poses or website posts are secretly decoded into her name. 
Hi, Dottie. How are you doing fine this night? Oh, how? I'll let's try that again. Sorry. Hi, Dottie. How are you doing this fine night? Mia, I had to call you because Lucy said you were bothering her again on social media. I asked her to show me what was happening and she said she would, but I told her I would be calling you because she also said something else. She said you wrote somewhere in Twitter how Ross isn't the father to the baby. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> I took a deep breath and truly just wanted to find out when she could meet me face to face and then say this in my face because I was getting tired of this nonsense. I am so sick and tired of this. I live my life and that is it and she needs to start living hers. If you can find that on Twitter, please show me and let me know since I know I didn't write that and I would never even write something that dumb. I post about yoga, my website, and that is about it. I don't care about her and her life and she is just mad that I don't care and needs to move on with her life because to me, she doesn't exist. There was a long silence as Dottie knew I was pissed and my mother just stood there looking at me. My mother was also fed up with this nonsense because it truly was sad how this girl couldn't just enjoy her life. In the past, she had written obnoxious things attacking me and I let it go even though my lawyer did not want to, but seriously, give Crazy Pants a cookie, maybe she will shut up. A so-called adult who is married to her love and has a baby claims happiness yet stays up until 1am to attack me. Honey, glue that mask you are wearing better because the uglier side is starting to peek through and you wouldn't want anyone to know the truth, now would you? Daddy and I finished our conversation and I told her to please leave me out of the, her crazy complaining and tell it to someone who cares. Even better was how all of a sudden when Dottie was supposed to go over and see this so-called tweet, she deleted her account. Of course you would, dope, because then Dottie would see the true you and why would you want that? It truly became more laughter than anything and then I told Dottie to question why would she even say something like that if I never did. The more you have to hide, the more you have to cover only leads to the more you need to remember what is fact and what is fictional. <clears throat> it reminded me of my favorite Disney movie, Little Mermaid. Ursula was so miserable with her life that she took Ariel's voice and then changed her form to steal away the prince. Bottom line is everyone saw past the evil spell and eventually in time that rugged voice came out as did that horrifying octopus body. Dear Disney, I know earlier in my life I was mad at you about all the happily ever after stuff and Prince Charming, but you were right. There is a happily ever after. It just sometimes is not in the way we want to see it and I'm learning to be more patient. Love, Mia. Still secretly waiting to be Ariel for any production. After that, I did the hardest thing in the world and forgave Ross and her. I forgave Ross because, she, because we were on the outs and going through some hard things. Should we have given up? I don't think so and I also regret telling him that I wasn't in love with him, but I'd rather forgive him than continue feeling the pain and going through the rest of my life in darkness being mad. I forgive her because I actually feel sorry for her. Sorry that she truly believes she is happy with herself. Happy people don't do the things she has and will continue to do. Happy people don't have to prove things in life. They just live and love and that showcases the happiness they feel. I also forgive her because I do realize she has large amounts of growing up to do. Attacking a woman who just got divorced from her husband because she doesn't care to know about you and all you want to do makes you not a happy and kind soul that deserves forgiveness, but a miserable, unhappy soul that should pray and be thankful I grant you that. It's okay you don't have to tell your family and friends the truth, and even if they read all about it and still don't believe it, at least now they might have some notion of what you did and what you're all about. I will continue to walk my path. 
the new life knowing that I once found love and even if I can no longer hold his hand or be called his wife, I can say that I once experienced the greatest thing in the world that some may never experience. But, little uh, hint, hint, I can honestly say right now, this is not for my book. I'm happy all that happened. I'm 100% willing to do that all over again if I had to rewind life. Here's why. I have found a man who not only accepts me for who I am, for what I choose to do in life, but literally will bend over backwards to do all the things for me and then totally gets me. So I let people say, why don't you write a second book? Update us. I mean, you all know it's on social media. I married James. I got my happily ever after. We have two kids. But I do promise there's a, you know, another, another book in the works, another book in the works. <laughs> but also coming from another perspective, if you guys want to check out another great book, uh, let me bring it up here. Uh, Kathy Vonk, who was on the podcast uh, last year, has also wrote a book. I can't just write a book. And I think you should check it out. It is, it's epic. It's hilarious. It's funny. Um, even her description of herself, she calls herself an earnest collector of $10 throw blankets, cheap red wine connoisseur, connoisseur, connoisseur. I'm saying that for fun because I know my husband's going to be mad. And there's just so much more. So check her out. She's on Amazon as well. It's, I can't just write a book. So thank you guys for tuning in, checking me out on this episode. Uh, remember to follow, rate, review, all that stuff. Um, yeah. Let's talk more next Sunday. I was trying to hold that in so bad. It didn't work. Bless me. Hashtag blessed. Thank you.